Wash your hands, wash your face, wash your ass. Social distancing Thursday here on The Dad Presents. I just talked to you guys yesterday, so you probably don't want to hear much from me. I hope you're staying safe. I hope you're healthy. I hope you're doing the things you're supposed to do and taking care of your kids. Let's just get right into it with G-Love. Okay, fans, we got an excellent treat for you today. We got Superstar G-Love. What's going on, G? Superstar, all right. That's right, absolutely. No doubt. Uh, I'm, just a, I'm just a superstar doing a little work in the, on, the, on the lawn today, <laughs> in the yeah. yard. Right, right. Yeah, um, I mean, we're out here in Los Angeles, and we've been shut down for about a week and a half. Are, are you in Philly right now, and is, is it the same situation? I'm in uh, Cape Cod, where we live now, and... Uh, yeah, I mean, we're out of the city, so it's, uh, it's, yeah, I mean, everybody's under lockdown, but, you know, it's, yeah. we're out in the country, so oh, that's good. We're, out the, we're out of the country, and we're about, to, yeah, that's yesterday good. I went, took my kid down to the beach and walked around, and, uh, so it's beautiful, honestly, it's, it's obviously a huge financial hit, and, uh, for everybody across the board, uh, you know, we're a small business, so my guys aren't working and uh right so that that's tough and loss of work and everything and momentum is is huge but uh on a personal note it's it's nice to be home yeah with the family because i'm looking kind of at like two or three months off right now which i've never had right right (laughs) yeah and and Uh, since we last talked to you uh you went and got married and and had another baby so it's gotta be nice to get some time in there yeah it's nice uh you know um you know, the we originally, well, you know, these things don't actually always go to court and schedule, but the bit, the our little one, his name's Garrett. Um, he, uh, he, 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 she didn't, she didn't get pregnant when we were hoping to, and it took a little longer than we thought. And then, so he ended up, his due date was kind of right in the middle of our winter tour. Mm-hmm. So, but we did, we, we kind of canceled in Texas and, got me home for a couple of weeks. So I was home for about three weeks in February in between legs. And then, um, and, and that was great. The baby was born and, you know, I'll able to help out and take care of Lewis, our four year old. Um, and then I went on tour and then I know it was tough for Kelsey when I was gone. Yeah. Cause especially sure. like, you know, having like, not, no, no one there to play with Lewis. Right. Um, so she was kind of bugging. And then the, the virus started, and the minute we got on the road, things started kind of heating up. And, you know, she was wanting to go visit us out in San Francisco and mm-hmm. then go to my parents in Florida. And I was like, for one thing, every day things are happening so rapidly. So, right. So, you know, so the first day I was like, you know, no, you're not going to go see my parents because, you know, they're older. <laughs> so I don't want you to, or the boys to get them sick. And then I was like, yeah, you know, you're not coming to California. And then... I was like, I don't even think we're making it to San Francisco. So the last week on tour was just like we had a show in San Diego. And then we played Santa Barbara. And then at that that day of the Santa Barbara show, everybody 
in the industry. I think that I forget exactly what date that was, like two Thursdays ago. Mm-hmm. Everybody but, uh, canceled. That was that was the last show. There were no Friday night shows by and large across the country by any band. Yeah. So that was it. You know, everybody went home, you know, played the Santa Barbara show and, you know, we had a full house up there, which I couldn't believe because I sure as fuck wouldn't have gone out. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then, yeah, and then that was it. We got home. So now, yeah, home, home and uh, back with the fam and, uh, yeah, so. Yeah, all well, things at least they're still letting you, worse. at least they're still letting you get to the beach. That's cool. I mean, they, they cut that off for us uh, on Sunday. So no, so, I mean, we're, we're legit cooped up in the house now. Like up until then we were, right. we we're getting on the beach and, you know, letting the kids run around and whatnot. And that was good. But um, congratulations right. on the baby, the marriage, all that. Yeah. that that's, Thanks, that's man. awesome. I know, I know you had a tour coming up in Australia that was canceled. I mean, I yeah. personally have had I have tickets to Pearl Jam and Guns N' Roses. Oh. I had that Redondo Beach Music Festival. I had Off with Their Heads. All of it's canceled. Oh. All of it's canceled. Oh. Um, so I mean, what kind of impact does that have on on your business, your your your, your personal life, your finances? Like, how are you how are you coping with all that with a, a canceled tour? What's and also you just had a new record come out. So what does that do to the record? Yeah. So I mean, all good. Um, I guess I'll just start with the last one first as far as the record, the juice I mean, it's, it's been awesome, it's been a great campaign, the record's been really well received by you know, our fan base and Kebmo's fan base who produced it and yeah. um, you know the, it was doing, it's doing we still have our second single, Digging Roots is at radio and that's doing well um, but you know, everything just because the whole industry shut down. So all the, like I said earlier, it's like the momentum factor. It's like, you know, we had some things going on and, um, you know, just being out on the road enables me to go visit different radio stations every day to promote the record. And then of course to promote the record to the fan base at the shows every night. So it's a huge momentum killer for just a wonderful record. Yeah. Which, <laughs> you know, I mean, it, 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 you know, I don't. I'm not the type of guy to complain, but I mean, it. It, it just, you know, every time you put a record out, it's kind of like, uh, you know, there's a million things that that can go wrong, and yeah. you're just hoping to get that that kind of clear path to success. And right. um, you know, it's very it's very elusive, and that's why in the music business, yeah, a lot also, of the people that's your first record in a long a time. long time. That's a lot of lot of time you put into that, right? I mean, yeah. it hasn't been like well, yeah, many years. Yeah, I mean, the, I mean, the the making of it was, you know, not intensive for three years, but it happened over a three year period and ended up with an intense push. But yeah, so so that that was a big drag for the juice. But you know, again, it's it's not dead. We'll continue to work it through the summer, and obviously, when we get back on the road. Um, but then you know, you talk about like you know, like I said earlier, we're a small business, so you know, we're like really a mom and pop store. You know, like we. We have one full-time um, uh, guy on salary um, who we have to lay off because there's mm-hmm. no money coming in to pay regular salaries. Um, and then, of course, the band and the crew, they work while they're on the road. And now, of course, there's no gigs. So right. they just lost three weeks of work. Damn. And then, you know, we're, like you said, we we're going to Japan in April, Australia in May. So everybody's yeah so that's it so there's no money coming in for all these guys and you know um it's not like we're 
were driving around in, in a Ferraris and, and riding jet planes. Like, you know, sure. this is like a, a working man's band and it's a working man's crew. And, um, yeah, that's, that's a huge hit for those guys. Um, yeah. what it, a, it's just all across the board. Yeah. Sure is. Yeah. I mean, every industry, my industry too. Um, what about those tours? Like, is it, is it likely they will get rescheduled? Do you have any, any vision on that? Yeah. Um, so the, the, the agents are scrambling right now across the board to get uh, what festivals and what tours they can push back and move. But, you know, it, again, it, it's like the the thing in this industry is like there's only so many venues, right? And there's only so many festivals and, um, and there's only so many dates in the year. So they have what you call holds. So people book out like, you know, they're, we're booked out almost a year ahead. Right, and that's and some bands are booked out two years ahead. So you you know, it's it's not so simple as like, oh, our April show here is canceled. Let's postpone it till October. Well, October, <laughs> it might not have any availability. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but they're, yeah, they're moving around what they can, and um, and you know, and then, so I just so definitely like you know, total panic mode, um, really emotional. You know, that first couple of days getting home having to think about how we're gonna you know take care of our guy who we got to lay off and how soon can we get him back and um and then also just you know just looking at everyday stuff like you know my mortgage and the bills for the groceries and right you know, i mean that, that, sure, that's I have the money put aside but it's like you know you're not trying to want to that's important for people know, to hear that guys it. guys like you like uh <laughs> People, I think most people assume that if you're a celebrity, that that you're well. I've seen a lot of ripping on celebrities uh, this past week since the um, since that Imagine video came out. I don't know if you saw that. Like, I didn't see that. Okay, it's a bunch of celebrities singing Imagine. You know, a, a unity type of thing. And uh -huh. people just assume if you're a celebrity that you're living in a giant mansion, you're completely insulated right. and and wealthy beyond dreams, and that's not the case for sure ever and definitely these days with what's happened with the record industry and you know and 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 streaming and all that so it's good to give people some perspective on the fact that guys like you it's also a bit of a struggle you had to let people off you know it's tough yeah i mean you know so so i'm like <laughs> yeah you're kind of staring at a barrel of a gun like what the fuck we're gonna do here and uh you know, and we're upset. And so, but, you know, so, so what are we doing now? So, um, well, um, you know, I started the first day I was home. I said, fuck it. I'm going to do some kind of musical thing for my peeps out there to lift them up. So I started this thing called the hunker down sessions Yeah, I've been where that. every, every day around happy hour, I crack a beer and, you know, play kind of do a little lesson breakdown about a song from our catalog. Mm -hmm. And and that's gotten really good response. And then that led to me thinking, all right, well, you know, like I, I gotta do something to bring some loot in. So what can I do? Well, I said, let me take some guitar lessons. So I offered, um, kind of master lessons in guitar oh, or no harmonica. Shit. How can or, people get that? songwriting um just dm me on um instagram at philly g love or twitter at g love and yeah. then 
Wow. Yeah, I mean, so I, I've seen a lot of people cool. doing Instagram live sessions. I've been checking them out every night. I've, I've seen your sessions, but lessons, that's next level. That's a great idea. Uh, I bet a lot of people would love to jump on that. Yeah, well, I, I, they have. It's it's good. I, I did um, I did four lessons on Monday. I did three yesterday, and I got two after our chat today. Um, so we're trying to keep it around 10 lessons a week. Or, or but, but maybe we'll do more. I don't know. But um, yeah, like again, they're like in song, and and there's, it's been a lot of fun. I had like one girl who's a beginner, you know, to and then I had two guys. One guy from Austin who's a you know working musician. Another guy from Nashville who's a working musician. I did a songwriting session with this guy. I did a songwriting session with a twelve-year-old or thirteen-year-old boy. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. That's His amazing. Noah. And, uh, so actually it's, it's been a lot of, it's been uplifting for me and I think it's been uplifting for, for the people that are doing it. So I'm doing that. And then tomorrow on Thursday, I'm doing my first, um, home show pop off, which again, will be like a live Instagram, Facebook feed with a tip based, um, you know, and the first one I'm going to do is going to be, uh, just, uh, a benefit for my crew my band and crew and office guys uh so i'm just going to split whatever money comes in between all my guys and gals and um and then i'm going to do every week every thursday at 4 p.m from here till i'm back on the road i'm going to continue to do that to you know raise some money um for something different every time like good good life the brewery who puts out my beer the juice same thing they're having to lay off people and shut down so i think i might do next week for them and yeah, so just kind of, again, like just trying to, um, you know, keep the lights on around here and also try to help some other people that are struggling as well. I think that's what we're going to try and do the rest of the time. Yeah, man, I think that's fantastic. And and on those lessons, I know at least half a dozen people that would that would love that. So I'm going to send them your way. I'm talking about the, the, the music and the album um because uh we had scheduled this before all this this hit and we we bumped it up (laughs) since i figured you had some downtime but i was intending to talk about the album so i do want to talk about it i got myself a hard copy i still get hard copies of my favorite artists my man yeah and uh it's it's great what i what i like about this is um there's we're kind of in dark times in the country nobody's getting along um everybody's hating on everybody nobody's listening and this album's got some real positivity on it um, I love that. And was that, was that, you know, blues music, not always the most positive music, but this album's super positive. And I'm wondering if that was an intentional decision, um, or if that's just the vibe that happened. Well, um, when I'm talking about the record, I kind of talk about two different general themes and one's a very personal theme about, you know, my family and getting married and starting, you know, moving to the country. So those songs are like She's the Rock, Shine on Moon, Digging Roots, which is the single right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's the other side of the record, which is kind of more of like a, uh, a look at where we are now as a culture, as a society, and as a country. And um, those songs are like, the title track, The Juice, which mm-hmm. is a protest song. Right. Kind of, um, it, it's, it's a protest I, I song, but can you tell us what, I mean, The Juice, I've listened to it a zillion times. What actually does The Juice mean? What is The Juice? 
Well, the juice itself is is just a metaphor for, or it's just a word for power. You know what I mean? So mm. it, this song is meant to like give a rallying cry and energy to the progressive left and the people that are going to rallies and marching in marches and um, and politicians on the local, state, and national level that are um, you know pushing for progressive agendas because it was really a knee jerk reaction to a lot of um the nasty comments that a lot of trolls right-wing people were leaving on my instagram and facebook and stuff whenever i would speak my mind about things um and i noticed man like and it can't, <laughs> there's a story that someone told me that steve bannon and michael moore the famous filmmaker had um lunch or whatever and and michael moore said well why how can the Republicans and the right wing always win these 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 battles? He <laughs> Steve Bannon said, "Well, because when the right wing shows up to a fight, they bring a knife, and when the left wing shows up to a fight, they bring a pillow." <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so true. you know, obviously it's it's a generalization, but the thing is that like, um, you know, the, I just felt like let me let me let me be a cheerleader for these people. Let me show them that like no, you're not going to be bullied around by these jerks. So to me, the, the juice was a protest song against kind of the right wing, but also for more importantly for a unifying cry and uh, energizing the uh, progressive left. So so there's that. That's a really important track to me. Here's the here's the funny thing, is that just turning back to the virus again, like. <laughs> I, I I felt very empowered singing and performing the juice, the title track, because everybody sings along the chorus. The chorus yeah. is, we got the juice, we got the love, we got the dreams, we won't give up, we are the change, we had enough, we got the juice, time's up. And, and it's a call and response. Mm-hmm. It's really powerful live, right? So, um, but I will say, when this virus hits, it, it really has overshadowed everything because all of a sudden it's like, I don't give a fuck what Trump says today. <laughs> Finally, you know, like this is a thing that's bigger than sure politics is. and it's bigger than and countries and boundaries and everything else. So mm-hmm. in, in a way, there's a sense of unification as a society uh, of what we can do to get beyond the sure. I mean, yeah, Trump's I think- probably not handled everything as, as well as he could, but it's like bigger than, than that. So it's just interesting to be on the road. And all of a sudden that last week when we're out there, it was like the juice is still an important song, but like um, the, the song that really popped out from the record was called "Shake Your Hair," which is kind of apropos to <laughs> to this whole thing in a yeah. way. Like throw your hands up in there and wave them like you just don't care and shake your hair. <laughs> right? Yeah, we're fucked. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's the end of the world as we know it. Nah, I don't think so. We're gonna bounce back. But um, yeah, there is a sense of unity. I think I've seen some, you know, there's some people acting crazy, but I've seen people also taking care of each other, um, taking care of elderly neighbors. We've been doing that. We have other friends who've been doing that. Um, but the politicians sure as hell aren't, aren't getting along. That hasn't changed one bit yet. Um, and I get a lot of musicians on the show. Um, a lot of musicians. We just had, we just had um, Nathan Willett of, of um, Cold War Kids on yesterday. Pretty much every single musician... I've ever had on here with the exception of super Trump fan joy Villa just can't stand Trump. And I'm wondering what it is about Trump more so than every other politician. Cause I don't like any of the politicians, but what is it specifically about this guy that 
angers musicians so much more than your average shitty politician? Well, I mean, I I think that uh, he's kind of the antithesis of like everything that uh, I think that the nature of, of most artists to be an artist, you have to have a certain level of empathy, empathy right? Yeah. The whole thing is that you, you need to be able to connect. You need to be able to understand the, uh, try to understand and empathize with the world and with all different kind of people. And this is a trait that like is really lacking, um, on a personal level in Donald Trump probably as a man, right? So mm-hmm. that, that's a huge thing. And so that because of that personality dysfunction of him as a man, right? It, it makes him, if if you're an empathetic person, a person that cares about people you don't know about, or a person that wants to help other people that you don't know about, um, or know where they come from, or, you know, um, if, you know, or if you just kind of xenophobic and hate people that aren't like you naturally, um, if you're a bigot or a racist or a homophobic person, <laughs> Yeah. Or a xenophobic person or a nationalist person, then you're going to really relate to a guy like Donald Trump, who really doesn't give a fuck about anybody except for like himself, really. You know yeah, I mean? he doesn't give a fuck about anything I, but yeah. his money. You know, what I, mean? I, but, I feel uh, you on the 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 yeah. empathy thing. I think that's probably why most artists don't like him, and also. Um, I think you, you you hit it there. I don't know necessarily xenophobic. I don't I don't know. I don't know what's in the guy's heart, but it does seem he doesn't care about anyone but himself. Um, and I think I think that that's what turns people off. Um, I think I think you nailed it right there. Um, I mean, and then and then it, I mean, of course, it's it's way beyond that. Like it's it's also policy and the way he the way he pushes certain policies, like the the wall. And the immigrants, and you're out in Cal, you're out in California. It's like it's the, <laughs> the Latin American people in our country, the Mexicans, uh, people, the cultures of Guatemalans and Hondurans, and and all these Latin American people that are in our country are huge part of our culture. You know, what I mean, mm-hmm. we work with them, we go to school with them, oh, yeah. we learn from them, we employ them, we're employed by them, and it's just like you know, <laughs> like the, these policies. Um, whether you know you're you're for a strong immigration thing or not, it's like you know there's ways to push forward agendas. You know, there's language, and and again, so these are things that like because there's no tact, right? Right. Um, and Definitely there's no sensitivity. Not a... There's there's no cultural sensitivity uh, or little thereof. It, it becomes harder and harder for you to like this guy unless you love him because you love the shit that he's talking about. And it's interesting because there's a lot of highly intelligent people that think he's just like the best thing since, you know, a grilled cheese. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Never, never been a more polarizing figure that I can think of. It's, it's quite the phenomena. I'm taking it, taking it back, taking it back to the music. Um, so, well, first of all, on the politics, like the, the songs are so infectious and positive that you really have to listen to the lyrics to pick up on the political vibe, which I think is, is really effective for what, what you're trying to get across. So kudos on that. Um, but what's always made you one of my personal 
favorite artists is the way that you combined different genres kind of fearlessly. Like you got rock, blues, hip hop, country. You know, you don't you don't really follow any of the rules or or get pigeonholed. This specific album, compared to all your others, um, it's got something new that's different from the others before. At least, I, I, and I can't really put my finger on it. I mean, I, I don't even really want to try to classify, but it feels like it gets a little honky tonk, but like maybe in an urban way. I don't know if that makes sense, but is were you going after a different sound? Because it 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 sounds new to me. Well, yeah, you know, um, the story of this record musically and really everything else has to do with Kev Mo and I, and Kev Mo is a producer. Um, you know, my, I'd say my professional goal for this record is to achieve, uh, you know, a nod for a Grammy nomination or a Grammy win in the contemporary blues or Americana, um, category. Hey buddy. Um, and that's my professional call. But so, well, how did I go? What was my path? What's my path? Well, Kev Mo, I've known him He's since we both got signed. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kev Mo, the best. Kev, Kev Mo, I've known him since we both got signed in 1993. So we have a long history together. He's since then. He's going on to win four, I think, four or five Grammys. And um, so, why? Well, what a great idea! If I want to, yeah. <laughs> I want to make a Grammy. Barking up uh, the right tree. I to work with. Yeah, Margaret got it. Actually, knows how to get one. So that's that's part of it. And then, and and that was what I said to Kev. So what do you want to do, G? Well, I want to win a Grammy. Okay. So, to order to do that, these are the steps. This, the record has to be utterly sincere. It has to be your greatest record ever. It has to be a true uh, record. Um, and you have to put everything you have into it. So we started from scratch and making the song. So, so back to your question as far as the style. So, um, like I said, here we go. We're going into contemporary blues lane. Now, me as an artist, right? Like I've continuously defied, kind of for better or for worse, any kind of box, and just the notion that we came up with our own style from the very beginning hip-hop blues right um you know because of that um we've they never know where to market us it's been a huge thing like how do you market g love special <laughs> right I, I don't know but it's not what is it I, I, it's everything mm-hmm. you know what i mean a little bit so it's it's like um so this one was trying to really stay in a lane of of the blues the contemporary blues um so that was very careful choices being made as far as what the groove is, what the chords you're using are, what the changes are, and what the production is. Um, and um, so I think, you know, we'll see how we do at the Grammys next year in 2021. But as far as achieving musically what we've set out to do, I think we really, we really did that, and which was to, to make a record that can live in the contemporary blues lane and also in the Americana lane that is a true kind of, you know, American yeah. roots record. And it, it has elements of all of, of what we're talking about with roots music, blues music, Delta blues, Chicago, hip hop. This is an American style of cultural music. Yeah. I think that's and, a good and, word and, for and Americana. Americana. Yeah. I think that's yeah. a good word for it. I like that. Um, yeah. So that's, that's awesome. You hooked up with, with Kev Mo. He's amazing, but you got no special sauce on this one. Um, you going to get back to that? 
Well, yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we're special sauce is intact. I mean, that's who we're touring with. When I'm talking about my guys, I'm talking about Jim and Jeff and everybody else. Um, so, yeah, special sauce is, is the is the touring band and will remain so forever. I mean, I'm cool. sure we'll all do different stuff, but yeah, special sauce is in the house. But notably, this was the first and only record I've done, except for my Christmas record that... Um, that Jim and Jeff, neither one of them played one lick on it, which was cool. But, you know, it's nothing against them. It's just that I was in Nashville working with Kev Mo's guys. Yeah. And when I go and with a producer, I want to, like, that's the point. It's like going to his world, yeah. right? Yeah. I'm, I'm not trying to bring not trying to bring my world in to him. I'm saying, I'm going to come into your world like a little baby, and then you raise me. <laughs> yeah, that's... <laughs> I think that's probably uh, unusual for an artist. Like, uh, artists tend to have pretty strong opinions about their own, their own personal thing. So that's cool. You're open to that. That's probably why it worked out so good. Um, let me, let me ask you this. Uh, some of my favorite stuff you've ever done are the duets you, you put on, uh, both lemonade and I think sugar, you got like a one night romance with, with, uh, I think it was, um, Mary, 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 Cl- Mary Clayton. Clayton. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's like one of the most harmonious jams I've, I've ever heard. Um, any chance, like when you get back to touring, uh, I was really excited about seeing you here at the Redondo Beach Life Festival. Um, oh. Any surprise guest you might bring on stage and do some of that kind of stuff? Oh, yeah, always. Um, a big part of what we try to do with our platform of putting, you know, performing live and touring is that we always get the opportunity to have an opening act. So, <laughs> mm. yeah, like, so it's a big thing, like, to be able to curate. Um, something amazing and it's too bad because uh, we just were on the road with another artist that Kebmo has produced, a young guy uh, from um, Greenville, Georgia who plays the shit out of Delta Blues his name is John Tavius Willis and actually Keb produced his last record which got a Grammy nomination (laughs) right? but yeah so he was great, So, but yeah you know me like I'm all about to jam so um, and I'm all about trying to help younger artists um, get a leg up. Um, and I've had a lot of success doing that. Of course, the biggest person I helped early on was Jack Johnson. Um, right. but there's been a lot of other people that I've really had a big impact helping to get their career. Like another Californian, slightly stupid, you know, yeah, um, love them. and another reggae band, the movement and the expendables. Uh, these are all bands that like we helped produce and took on tour. Hmm, um, that. and that's very cool. So yeah, so I I don't know um, who'll be running with me on the next tour we do, but it's always uh, if you're coming to the G Love show, you should always make a point to come early because there will be uh, a good act, better than good, an amazing act. Put it like this: I like to get my ass kicked musically, and I like to hang out with people and whatever I'm doing that are better than me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. That's how you learn. So my dad, I my dad, great guitar player. My dad was a teacher and a basketball coach growing up. And the one lesson he always gave to all his basketball students was never play one-on-one against anyone you're better than. You should always play against somebody who's better than you. If you want to get better, you play people who are better than you. And I, I think that applies to all aspects of life. If you want to improve, surround yourself with people who are talented and challenge you. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. It's 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 the clear path to <laughs> the success. I mean, just on the basketball note, it's like you know how it is when you go show up at the court, and then you or if you ever had a 
game where you're playing against a really crappy team and then all of a sudden everybody on your team, which you thought was really good, all of a sudden sucks. Right. It's playing down playing mm. down to your competition. <laughs> yep. So um thing. and then of course if you're playing against people that are way better than you, all of a sudden you step up and you can have a real heroic moment. So mm. music's not a competition in that sense, but it is in a yeah. sense because you know, Everything we're all is. we're all people. Everything sure. is. So yeah. yeah. So yeah, so um yeah i i really i really mean that like i really like to get my ass kicked um musically um by my opening act and 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 you know what if someone says after the show a fan says man gee you were great but that ron ortiz or or that john tavius willis who opened up for you man i they really they really kicked your ass (laughs) i'm like good man you know what i mean because i want to do all the work (laughs) yeah well also it's going to push you to go a little harder next time too probably uh, no, no. I mean, I mean, yeah. That's what I'm saying. They're pushing me, and and they're all they're adding to to the great show. You know, the overall great show. So yeah, I mean, and then you know, like we always get to open her up to to jam, and and then sometimes that leads to recording projects, like that one night romancers song you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, even though the feature was Mary Clayton, who notably sang the the duet with Mick Jagger on "Give Me Shelter." That's who that is. Okay. Um, um, the writer was Christy Lee, who is another wonderful song singer songwriter from Mobile, Alabama, who we've taken on tour a lot over the years. So, uh, you know, that was a song that that we originally did as a duet. Um, so they, these things always. The point is that you know everything leads to the next thing, and, and that's how I'm thinking. I'm thinking like, all right, we're doing this right now. The reason is we're looking forward to this doing this on its own after, you know what I'm saying? It's like mm-hmm. it's, everything's a catalyst for a bigger picture. Right on. You know I mean? Right on. Um, getting back to the, the family life. Cause we're, we're a, a parenting show. Um, your, your oldest is how old four? Did you say? Well, my, my oldest is 18 and then I have a four year old and a, a six week old. Yeah. <laughs> so first of all, this is, a, this is a weird question for maybe for two guys to talk about, but is there anything that smells more full of life and better than the top of a baby's head? It's so <laughs> funny, man. I'm like, that. that is some kind of smell. I've been, <laughs> I've been definitely partaking in it nonstop with my little one. Yeah. It, it's really, it's, yeah, he's my the little guy. He was really small when he was born too. He wasn't premature, but he was, small notably a lot like three pounds smaller than his big brother and uh so now he's six week and he's starting to get like he's starting to get like a little more aware and popping a couple smiles out and Mm -hmm. starting to get a little more snuggly so um and a little less delicate so now dad can handle it yeah right (laughs) yeah yeah i i i gotta be honest i did not love the baby years is a lot of work it's a lot of work and there's, there's not a lot you get back from them. Um, but you're in, the, you're kind of in the, the golden zone with the second one, the four year old. I mean, those years from like four to, to nine are just the best. Is your wife, like how's she dealing with, with what's going on with the virus and having a newborn? Is it stressing her out? What are you doing to like help keep her chill? I mean, honestly, it's like, I just gotta be honest, man. Like we're, we're kind of on a personal level as happy as can be because especially for Kelsey, like she, like she didn't want to be away from me for like a second. 
And this is great because it's just the four of us down here at the end of the road. You know, we got, we, we stocked up on food. You know, I had, mm-hmm. we had caught a tuna. We had caught a tuna last summer. So I got a, I already had a freezer full of, you know, ahi tuna. Sweet. Uh, we would make a tuna burgers and tuna tartare and you know, we're here at Cape Cod. So I go clamming and oystering, go get steamers, you know, little necks. And Man, you guys are on vacation. Be- be- yeah, beautiful oysters, and, and like I said, this is the most time I'll probably ever have off in my career. Yeah, uh, to date, so that's beautiful. On the personal man. level, we're it's beautiful. Personal level, we're doing good. I mean, you know, the news is stressful to watch. Everybody's worried. We're worried about our parents, but um, we're happy and we're holding it down. And um, and it's it's just you yeah. know, like I said, it's like you, you we got an infant, so it, yeah. this is kind of like hunker down time for us, anyhow. So. Yeah, that's that's beautiful. That's beautiful, and I'm really happy to hear that. And I, I've been kind of saying it, but you know, you don't you don't want to sound insensitive because there's people suffering. But I've I've been enjoying the downtime with the family too. I've I've really been digging it. Like I know some people get stressed out and the kids start driving them nuts, but I like the home time, man. It's just a nice yeah. slow pace. You know how often you live in Los Angeles or New York or one of these big cities? How often do you get to just take a fucking breath and, and chill out. Yeah. It's, it's I'm good. telling you, you don't, yeah. you don't, I mean, and it really doesn't matter where you live. Like just, man, everybody's we're, we're in a society right now where it's just got to grind. And, uh, mm-hmm. and, and that's what I'm trying to express to people online. Like, Hey, look, like, yeah, like I'm not going to lie to you. Um, Matt, like I, 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 especially that first week, I don't know what it was like around five thirty every night. I have this massive, like anxiety, like panic attack that would like, you know, bring me close to tears. It's like an overwhelming wave of like, whole, you know, what the fuck is going to happen mm. right now with everything? And, uh, right. and I, you were also and, away and I, from your family at that time. So that had to be a little hairy. Well, no, it was like after, it was after I got home, I really okay. started having that. And then, um, and then, but I started meditating and then again, like just started thinking about well, what can I do? So then I'm thinking about the things I can do online, which we talked about earlier, but um, yeah, you know, like, so I think it's some, I think it's some, it's what I'm trying to express to people. It's like, take this time. I, I mean, obviously we're trying not to get sick. That's why everything's shut down. We're trying not to get right. sick. So, you know, let's, let's observe all these, even though it's hard to wrap your head, head around, like just observe everything, social distancing, don't go to work, all this shit. Don't, don't go to the store, just stay the fuck at home. But like now you're at home wow, you're at home, you're not, and you say you're at home and you don't have the illness, well, look, this is a time where you can do something that you've wanted wanted to do your whole life. You can read the fucking Iliad. You can write a book. Yep. You can, you know, you can do online therapy. You, you can, can meditate. Get, you can get guitar can lessons with guitar- G-Love. <laughs> yeah, you can take guitar lessons Shit. with G-Love. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's a ton of stuff, and, and there's a lot of artists like me and other people that are offering stuff like this because we're also home, you know what I mean? So there's, and of course it's probably a little tough to like, you know, pitch it to your wife. Hey, I want to take a guitar lesson to, to, to G love for a hundred bucks. And yeah. when she said, you're out of fucking work. <laughs> right. But yeah. you know, again, like this, 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 these are times when, when we, we can make a, make a choice to like, you know, have like a, panic attack and run around like a chicken with your head cut off or just be depressed or you can hey take this time and and give it to your family and, and give it to a hobby or whatever you know i will say 
you know, guys like us, we're, we're lucky because we have, um, shit, my dog's wrong. Uh, call the dog, Cal. <laughs> um, we, we have families. I, I do feel bad for, you know, people that are, people that are single. Yeah, man. You know I, I mean? I've, I've thought a lot about that. <laughs> it's a tough time for not, that. Not a good time. Yep. To like, no, it's okay. No She's Tinder fine. swiping right now. So yeah, yeah. No, no, you could, t- you could Tinder swipe, but, um, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's not a good time to like be a single and like trying to get a date. You know right, what I mean? Right. So, that, so yeah. I feel for, I feel for, for, um, the people that are, are really lonely during this time. So, yeah, let's just hope it all goes back to normal soon. You know uh, I mean? it will. It's going to be some to. time. It's going to be some, it's going to be a, month, a couple months. <laughs> yep. Yep. Well, hey, it sounds like you got some commotion going on over there and you gave us a generous amount of time. So I think this is a good place to leave it. Um, thank you for coming on the show. Uh, thank you for those the, the music you're putting out on Instagram. Thank you for this new album. And um, guys, if you like G-Love and you play guitar, fucking hit him up. You can get a lesson on guitar one-on-one with G-Love. When are you going to get something like that again in your life? Um, is there anything else you want to tell the people or tell them where to go or anything? Um, yeah, no, just again, if you want to, um, hit DM me on at Philly G love at Philly glove on Instagram or at G love on Twitter. Um, you know, you can try and get some guitar lessons or some of my lessons, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then Thursday we're going to have the live streams, which would be 4 PM EST, um, maybe I should make that time later. I don't know. Um, and then, um, other than that, yeah, just please keep, keep, uh, keep, keep in the loop with what we're doing because, uh, we will be, um, you know, looking to get back on the road and we'll be posting some new dates and stuff like that. So we'll Can't be back. Wait. Can't wait. And guys buy the juice. I highly recommend it. Go get it. All right. G love. Thank you so much. Take care of your family. And it's, it's good talking to you again. Thanks, Matt. Have a great day. Okay, appreciate it. Bye. Okay, guys. I hope you enjoyed that. I love talking to G-Love. He's one of my favorites, man. I I legit mean that. He's one of my favorite all-time musicians. Nobody, Nobody brings so many different vibes to their music like G-Love. He's just, he's the best. Anyway, guys, you can get a one-on-one guitar lesson with G-Love on Instagram. Definitely do that. I'm going to have my boy on it probably by tomorrow. That's, that's, that's a great deal. Um, love you guys. I appreciate you listening. I hope you're staying safe. Uh, hopefully all this is going to be over soon and we can get back to work and back to normal life. But until then, you know, take care of your family, take care of your kids. Um, look out for each other, watch out for your neighbors. And I mean, watch out for them as in, you know, Take care of them, your elderly neighbors, not watch out for them trying to sneak in the backyard and, and stealing your shit. Although if this goes on much longer, that's not out of the realm of possibilities. Um, I hope you got a gun because if you don't have one here in California, you ain't going to get one now. They have closed the gun stores. They're letting the, the prisoners out of prison. They're taking some cops off the streets. They've decriminalized theft, but uh, you're not allowed to buy a gun. So... Yay, California. Good job. Anyway, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at The Dad Presents. 
please send your parenting questions on Messenger to The Dad Presents. Uh, we will definitely get back into some parenting questions next week and hopefully have the whole team back together by then. Uh, appreciate you guys. All right. Good looking out. Take care.